You've taken your first step into a larger world. The Force will be with you. Always. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a journey from the Phantom Menace to the rise of Skywalker. Now, here are your hosts, Calvin, Andy, and Wyatt. Hello there. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a chronological journey from the Phantom Menace to the rise of Skywalker, one arc at a time. I'm Calvin, and I have seen a lot of Star Wars. I'm Wyatt, and I've seen far less Star Wars than last week. I'm Andy, and I've seen a not insignificant amount of Star Wars. Now Um, we can officially say it because it's the podcast episode about it. That's it. That's the prequel era. You've seen the whole thing. Oh, I know. Isn't that crazy? The Clone Wars. It's so sad. No longer is. It was. I watched this episode crying in the club at 1 a.m. because they released it early a little bit on Western time. And it was late enough that I was still awake in quarantine. I was just in uh, my roommate's guest bedroom in her parents home as the uh, the last episode of Clone Wars happened. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that they released it midnight on May the 4th Eastern time. Because yeah, I definitely I definitely also watched it 1220 or something like that. Like I, you know, it was during quarantine and I was hanging out at my friend's house because there were six of us left in the, in Syracuse when we decided to stay there over the summer. So like I was hanging out with them and then I got back at like 1230 and I decided to check Disney Plus and lo and behold, there it was. And I, I just watched remember it, having to be like, and I was very drunk already and I was sobbing. I was just like, oh, well, now I guess I just have to go to sleep. I didn't know what else to do. So Andy, that is really that how sort you of felt yeah. after so watching this episode? I literally, I literally, well, because the thing is, is I was so like distraught over Revenge of the Sith. And then we were like, okay, and now it's time to watch Clone Wars. And I, y'all, I was planning on like sleeping over at Wyatt's house. I was planning on staying and like partying a little little bit hanging out and i was literally like i have to get in my car and go home i was you were so, so mad i was like so upset like my heart was so broken i was like i need my emotional support animal i need to go home before i start crying um we had like yeah. calvin and i have been trolling you about this for basically a year waiting for this exact reaction and then the moment came and i just felt bad well the thing i was is, like oh like, no we I, broke andy I really thought that the Clone Wars episodes were going to make me feel better. And that was uh, a no. terrible thing. To it's think. way worse. That was actually, yeah, it was actually much worse. Right. Because in Revenge of the Sith, like Order 66 happens and sure, it sucks. But it's like, uh, these are people clones. And it's like, besides <laughs> well, the- Cody, like we don't know any of them. And then it was like, oh, and now you're going to make me watch all of my friends try and kill Ahsoka. <laughs> Yeah, well, and the only Jedi who, like, we care about from the series, really, aside from, like, knowing them all, is Plo Koon in the montage, in the movie. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I no, this is definitely... I show, so... Mind you that's true. Us. He didn't get gotten Order 66, though. No. He got gotten in Palpatine's office. Oh, yeah, he did just get gotten. <laughs> yeah, well, so, like, and we talked about this in our Revenge of the Sith episode a lot, about how the potential was there and yet we didn't think everything landed as perfect as it could have given the like what could have been. But like, I think every like impactful moment that they'd set up in Clone Wars to lead to this finale absolutely paid off. 
Oh, Clone Wars hit all their fucking beats. They did not. They they did not leave a scrum. Yes. They they've truly ate. This is so true. This is true. Before we get into this discussion, let's yeah, not we, forget what, this again. Andy, who's getting Starbucks? Oh, I thought about oh, this. Oh, I didn't recap. plan a Starbucks one. I had one planned for last time because I was like, nobody gets oh, Starbucks because everybody's like, dead. <laughs> nobody gets Starbucks. That's actually true. Yeah, I had one planned for Clone Wars, and then, man, I don't know. Dude, was it? Have because you done I've Maul? Already, have I done? I think I've I don't done think Maul. you haven't done Maul, Bocatan, or Al- no, you did Rex. I yeah, think- I think you've done all the main cast um, of like the the regulars, but yeah. Your main choices, I think, at this point are Maul and Bo-Katan. We can collab. What do we think? Let's save Maul for later. I think feel like Maul's got other stuff coming up. Do you? Let's do uh, Bo-Katan. I don't know. Does he, Wyatt? I don't Does know. He? No, Why I've are you asking seen... me? I'm no, the secret I... keeper. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a friend of mine had like a painting of Maul, movie Maul, not Clone Wars Maul, in his room. And because of that painting... I'm like, nah, there's going to be something else with Maul. But I could be wrong. I could be well, like, maybe he, he does, was just like a big fan of fucking Phantom Menace. He but. does notably get off the ship in the Clone Wars finale. So like, yeah. he is still kicking. Yeah, he's still kicking. I definitely think so. So I feel like there's going to be a better time for Maul. Let's do Bo-Katan. Let's collab, guys. Oh, oh, one, actually, you know what? One black you know, you know coffee what? slowly no, goes no. through the drive-thru. <laughs> they, have, they have new Starbucks energy drinks. Hold on. Let me look up the flavors. <laughs> um hold oh god please. she might need one of those she seems very tired yo my queen bo-katan does need that caffeine um yeah i, I mean for me bo-katan screams classic macchiato like just espresso and milk foam i don't think so because i feel like i feel like she's not a basic bitch and that is a very like that is a very yeah well ahsoka gets that you you come from starbucks where every basic white girl gets macchiato no ahsoka's getting her like you know it's a shot of espresso but like a little bit of a little bit of cream a little bit of it's i think bo katan is getting that no we already established that she that uh, ahsoka gets the (laughs) kiwi starfruit refresher with lemonade i think bo katan is getting the mango guava energy drink starbucks energy drink and that's that's that for me (laughs) she is like so it's a it's a fun thing about that i noticed especially in these episodes is that everyone is older now that they're recording these uh, all the voice actors it's been a long time since like i i noticed ashley Eckstein's ahsoka sounds older but it works because she's like sort of she is self-actualized and well and she sounds like way more mature which works for her character and yeah katie sackoff who voices Bo- uh, bo-katan is like uh, older as well but i think it works really well because she's just she's so tired she doesn't even really celebrate the victory it's it's such a no with all the eerie music and everything yeah so this week calvin do you want to do a like recap oh i mean sure we're doing because we're doing the three final episodes yeah after uh, we did watch Old Friends Not Forgotten again, but we're 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 technically covering Phantom Apprentice, Shattered, yeah. and Victory, Victory and, Death. and Death. Yeah, so we already know what happens in Old Friends Not Forgotten. Um, Ahsoka is currently in the sewers, uh, chasing after Maul, and he's like, "I was hoping for Kenobi. Why are you here?" And Maul hightails it pretty quickly. Um, they all meet back up. 
uh, Ahsoka has a war meeting with Rex, Bo-Katan, and Hologram Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan informs Ahsoka that Anakin has killed Count Dooku and then tells Ahsoka and Bo-Katan everything he knows about Sidious. He also tells Ahsoka the fact that Anakin has been added to the council but not made a master and Ahsoka's like, Anakin can't be happy about this. And Obi-Wan's like, I hope you'd talk to him. And Ahsoka's like, no, I shouldn't. The recap's got to be a little less detailed, my man. Ah, yes. (laughs) You're Um, doing lines. (laughs) uh, Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Maul kidnaps Jesse the clone and tells the syndicate leaders to go into hiding. Then uh, sends Gar Saxon to go and kill Almec, which he does. And then Bo-Katan and him have a fight in an elevator. Right. As Ahsoka and Bo-Katan are like pressing Almec for information. Um, Later, Ahsoka, Rex and Bo-Katan are walking into the throne room talking about the end of the Clone Wars and something something happens and Maul's like yes we should just cease the formalities. Bo-Katan and Rex go away let me talk to Ahsoka alone and they're like okay Um, Ahsoka and Maul have a very pivotal conversation about just like you know Anakin and Palpatine and he's the key to destroy everything and then Ahsoka's like no I know Anakin and then Maul is like then you will die and so they fight and Maul jumps out a window and she chases him up to like the scaffolding in the dome of Sundari and they're having this really awesome fight there and Maul nearly falls. He betrays the other Mandalorians and he nearly falls and gets captured, uh, but he gets saved by Ahsoka and gets captured by the clone army and shattered. We open with a uh, Ahsoka and Bo-Katan discussing the end of the Jedi and then Ahsoka goes to uh the very same uh war council meeting that we saw in Revenge of the Sith where they kind of decide to go after the, after the Chancellor and she briefs everyone on how they captured Maul and how she's coming back to Coruscant now and then Yoda's like a message for Skywalker have you and Ahsoka's like no and Yoda's like cool then Cut to hyperspace when Ahsoka and Rex have a very heartfelt, poignant conversation about the uh, purpose of the clones and the nature of war. And then, then all hell Rex breaks gets loose. new orders when Order 66 is called. And so there's just this like really sad moment where Ahsoka is having to defend herself against all the clones, including Rex. And she escapes and Rex is like, go kill them all. And yeah, and Ahsoka, they're wearing... They're wearing the Ahsoka armor, too. I just yeah. want to point out, they're attacking her while wearing her armor. Well, I Sorry. thought we weren't going into yeah. details oh, we're during this that. recap. I just want to say, I just want to say... Calvin, you've been going into details the whole time. You I keep know. doing lines. <laughs> hey, how am I supposed to illustrate how these conversations are supposed to go? Anyway, Ahsoka goes, freeze Maul, and then they are going their separate ways and, like... You know, running around the ship, causing uh, Maul's causing chaos. Ahsoka's trying to figure out what's happening with the clones. Um, yeah, Maul goes, calls, causes chaos. Um, Ahsoka uh, teams up with some very awesome droids and figures out about the whole Fives conspiracy and everything that Rex figured out because of that. Then figures out about the inhibitor chips. She manages to knock out Rex, transport him to the med bay as the rest of the clones are coming at them. She it goes, I'm one with the force and the force is with me and the inhibitor chip is found and she is able to get it out from Rex's head just as the rest of the clones are descending on them. Episode 12, Victory and Death. Ahsoka and Rex are trapped in the med bay. 
And so they're like, we need to get to a ship. And so they run over to the hangar uh, to see if there's any ships left. Meanwhile, the clones have sent out all the escape pods and Maul is currently like doing force, you know, pulley bullshit to get the hyperdrive to be busted. And he runs the hangar as well. Uh, Cut back to Ahsoka and Rex. They're like, oh, my God. All the clones are here. What are we going to do? And Ahsoka's like, I can't kill them. I love them. And Rex is like, they're going to kill you. And Ahsoka's like, I know, but I still can't kill them. And so they come up with this really weird ruse where, like, Rex, like, you know, there's the technicality about how she's not technically out of it. Yeah, basically that rules lawyering. Um, but that is obviously not a good plan and that fails. And so they're trying to run to the ship. Maul steals that ship right before they can get to it. He runs away. Ahsoka and Rex find another ship. But as the ship is like coming into orbit of the planet that they were heading to, because Maul destroyed the hyperspace uh, generators. So now they're not in hyperspace anymore. They fall out. There's this really dramatic thing where Ahsoka is just like trying and trying to get into the cockpit of this ship and she finally does and she just looks really sad as she's in the cockpit and then we cut it's so to stressful a, when she misses it the first time yeah it's like a genuine like heart drop moment yeah and then we cut to the most beautiful scene of clone wars in my opinion just like that slow pan over the destroyed venator and all of the graves of the clones that ahsoka and rex have painstakingly dug and the final shot on jesse's helmet Ahsoka decides to leave her lightsabers and she and Rex depart an indeterminate amount of years later. It is literally says 10 years in the, in the, there was a caption that said 10 years later. There's fully a caption in the episode. Yeah, I can bring it up. Hold on. It might be eight years. You keep talking, but I'll, I'll bring it up. And indeterminate amount of years later, Vader visits and he picks up Ahsoka's lightsaber, turns it on. He's like, oh, uh, he's probably thinking something along the lines of, oh, the apprentice is dead. And then he looks up. There is an owl circling the sky above him. We get a glimpse through the glass of his helmet and we see his eye just a little bit as he's contemplating this. (laughs) And then he... My eyes away too bad. <laughs> in the uh, and then the final shot of Star Wars, the Clone Wars is one of the clone helmets that's been painted to look like Ahsoka half buried in the snow. And in the reflection in the visor of that helmet, we see Vader walking away. Boom. Sad shit, man. Sad shit for sure. Yeah, I love that scene. So, I love I, I I just want to before we get into I just really, yeah. really this has been said a million times before, but I just love the artistic decision to have almost no dialogue after Maul escapes. Like, yeah, I love storytelling with no dialogue. I love it. I well, love it. Star Wars. Star Wars often does this at the end of its movies. Like nearly every movie has very little dialogue and is like a whole sort of tour de force of the music and sound. and it sort of backs up your Siege of Mandalore is essentially a movie thing that they do the same like convention of of letting the music carry it. And it it's perfect. There's no caption, is there, is, Andy? Is Andy on, finding so, out they Berenstain ban- oh, right, themselves? So right. You guys must know. 
I must have, I must have, no, I'm sure I watched something else that had a 10 year time skip then. Oh no, you know what I did? I watched, um, in Last Kingdom, there was a time skip. So I'm thinking about that. My oh. B, my B, y'all, I've been on my Last Kingdom grind recently. Hey, <laughs> so I've been on my like, One Piece grind, so. I will say eight to 10 years is a fairly reasonable guess yeah. for like how, like if that's in your head, that's like roughly around when it would be because but yeah but they Star are Wars time fuckery like i mean yeah, yeah it's well yeah it doesn't really matter it's no. it's yeah. before the original movie so it's any time in the next 20 years basically yeah 18 i was so sure i was like it's either eight or ten years um <laughs> No. That's why we let you look it up. <laughs> I know. I was like, I have to. Well, I, I would have, even if you were like, I swear my life, I still would have looked it up yeah. because yep. I don't know. But so, what did you think of? So, let's start with like the all the because the Order 66 two parter essentially is its own thing. But let's start with the episode on Mandalore because um, there's a lot of shit going down here. There's a lot of shit that's going down. I, I don't know. Not to sound like a jerk, I don't actually care about it really at all. Like, I know that it's a siege on Mandalore and I know that I'm like, sure, like it's so important, but I'm just like, honestly, I'm so bored of Mandalore at this point. I feel like we're we're there. Like, I I get it. I get it. But there was already a transition of power. And then it was just kind of like, yeah, and I get that. I was like, oh, Maul took over Mandalore and now we're taking it back. But is that a good thing? And like whatever you know what I, I don't know in the in the yeah. in the heat of fucking everything happening on coruscant like it is hard for me to be like in the war on mandalore so yeah for me though the in that episode i do like the uh in terms of like the the war stuff i like that maul as he is wont to do betrays his allies and leaves them to die yeah um, like i think that's a really good like because he does that whole speech where he fires them up to die in battle and then he's running away what a dickhead but i like one of the the scenes that sticks with me out of the whole series is his conversation with ahsoka i was just gonna say i was gonna say the mall ahsoka stuff is like the like so much is happening oh it's absolutely the best part of this episode and and it's very it's very much like I know earlier I was like, they didn't leave a scrum like they ate and they did. And like the battles were cool, but it was just like a lot of fighting, fighting, like war politic stuff. And and that's dope. But I was like, not super. I was emotional from Revenge of the Sith, so I was like, not 100 yeah. percent sure what was happening at every given second. But but I feel like they really took the time and like made that conversation poignant the animation team was like that was such a sexy scene to watch like that look when they blow so, the window out the i was just gonna say the broken glass like that looked so fucking good it looked um, better than when they broke the window in the movie uh in in palpatine's office and that's because so, you could do shit in animation that you can't do in real life but but yeah that was excellent i don't know i like maul i his point of view is really so, so like his well, and, and like, what would have happened? The the AU where Ahsoka joins Maul is fascinating because oh, yeah. the timing isn't. But like, we know exactly when Anakin turns, and so Ahsoka and Maul still have about a day until Anakin makes his choice. So if she joins him there and they hop on a ship to Coruscant to go kill the Chancellor, if they travel at the speed of plot, they could get there 
in time to prevent everything. And it's so funny that like she's going to do it. And then the one thing, the one piece of information that she needs to know is what I mean, tips like Ahsoka from being able to help and prevent Revenge of the Sith. The I know, Anakin, your vision is flawed line is so good because she's wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 like your my initial instinct with that line is to like do a little giggle and be like, you silly Ahsoka. But then it like sinks in and it's like, oh, that is heartbreaking. That's her faith in Anakin is like so steadfast and like her. I mean, because that's the thing, right, is like. She left the Jedi Order and she left Anakin and she had all and like she lost faith in the Jedi Order, but she never lost faith in Anakin. She knew Anakin was going to help her like sort of. I know that there were there was some wavering in that, you know, sort of end of season. But five. when she leaves, but overall, but her conversation yeah. with him at the end is like, it's not about you. It's about them. It's about them. Like her, her faith uh, is so like. is such a constant in her character and i feel like so like yeah initially it's like a little funny it's like oh because haha like we know she's wrong but then it's like oh my god (laughs) that hurts like that is painful i do like that maul this whole time is like why are you booing me i'm right and like i love that he's (laughs) he's right about everything and uh, but he's such an asshole about it that like I love that nobody takes him seriously and nobody listens to him in these like he loses he loses to Ahsoka she shit talks him and then beats him he he's so different in Clone Wars versus um Phantom Menace and Phantom Menace he's like he doesn't have does he have any fucking lines a very he few. Has a few but they're all just like yes and finally we will be revealed the Sith yeah, he, no, he no emotion revenge and it's so all, it's so lame. All of like, like his quirky like, mannerisms are all come up with by the voice actor for Clone Wars, Sam Witwer. And it's, it's so good. It's so good. And I know yeah. we're probably not going to see that shit in uh, whatever other stuff he comes up in. I'm like, I hope he's not. I hope I hope he's crazy like he is in Clone Wars, but I, I'm not going to give my hopes up. But yeah. I love him. Well, I love uh, how we will not tell you on him. <laughs> yeah, it's up yeah. to you. Well, yeah, he's good. Uh, well, like, I love the him. line I delivery. Savage, the, but I love Darkwell. the two line deliveries to me that stick out as like pretty, pretty much his best in any project where he's voiced by Sam Witwer is the too late for the Republic to fall. Like he's just so annoyed with Ahsoka that it's good. And then let me die bit when she captures him. He's like, no, 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 no. You got you don't understand. Revenge of the Sith is happening right now. <laughs> please don't make me have to suffer this it's He's so like, oh my good God, i've seen this fucking movie <laughs> yeah well and i i we're jumping ahead a little bit i like that he knows the bare bones of the plan the whole big mm-hmm. like that it's it's happening now but he doesn't know about order 66 because they hadn't come up with it yet so he, he didn't know how before he got uh halved and so when he learns, he's like, oh, that's fucking great. That's such a good idea. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I really that is such a good moment. He's such a yeah. he's a good, unique perspective. Like, I, I like him as not an antihero, but like a, a grumpy, like reluctant on the hero's side kind of like because he's yeah. not really a he fights Ahsoka, but he's not the villain of any of these episodes, really. He's like yeah. the overall sort of antagonist, but. I love Hi, that Maul is like sort of reluctantly like he has to talk to Ahsoka so much. 
she's there. They're like back and forth is so good. He's so fun. Yeah, I just I, I love him. And he's one of Clone Wars triumphs as a character. So like we've got several of Clone Wars best characters in the finale together, which is pretty good. And I love that final shot of Ahsoka when she's standing on the beams. Like the the choreography of the fight is fantastic. And I'll get to that in a second. But the final shot of Ahsoka when she's like looking up as like, oh, shit, the, the, the foreshadowing of it all. And the depth of field, it's like, okay, stop flexing, animation team. We stop get it. Stop flexing. <laughs> they really, they really popped off with that. Like, I one like that's probably still that's on my shot. phone somewhere. Like that still image just saved because of how good it is. And then, so like a couple interesting things from the production standpoint that I know about, they publicized this when it came out, is that that duel with Maul and Ahsoka was mocap. It was motion captured. Oh, that's dope. Which none of the rest of the series are. It's all just like they did it in computer, but they mocapped the original actor who played Darth Maul, Ray Park, and uh, a young woman who played who, who moved for Ahsoka. And you can tell in like to me, the place that you can tell is in their first like duel. He does Maul does the same little like hop skip jumps that he does in Phantom Menace that they never capture anywhere else. And like you can feel the weight of them moving, which is really hard to capture in animation. And like it's just it's just the the again, they 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 went out with I think I think Calvin and I agree on this hands down their best episodes of the entire series with these four. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason in terms of like that. I classify these episodes just in one. Like, seriously, if they like Lucasfilm, Disney, whoever would make just so much money if they would just shave off the opening bit and end credits of each episode, splice them together into a movie and do like a limited theatrical release for the Siege of yeah. Mandalore. Pre-COVID, well, maybe, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if in a non-COVID world it would have happened in 2020. Yeah. Yeah at least on some sort of a limited basis. I'm sure they did it in the Lucasfilm theater. I've been in there, by the way, fun fact, at the Lucasfilm little, the the Lucasfilm like screening room in California. I didn't see much in there. They ran a few Star Wars trailers, which were awesome. It's a, it's cool campus. But yeah, so moving on to the Shattered and Victory and Death, which are essentially like one I mean, you you have nothing to say, Andy, about the, um, you know, like Obi-Wan scene or the, all oh yeah, my mistake. All the, a decent amount of the Revenge of the Sith stuff happens in here. It was good. It was intro. It was weird to me that they showed Obi Wan. Not weird in a bad way. It was. I was surprised by it. I've I've assumed that was it. Was it Obi Wan and Padme, or was it just Obi Wan? It was just Obi Wan. Does not show up. Obi Wan. Had he? I'm trying to remember how that conversation went. Because I'm trying to think if he had talked to Padme before or after. Mm. That no, this is like this is like right after they get back from crashing the ship on Coruscant. Like when Anakin yeah, goes off yeah, to go yeah. talk to the senators. Sometime when Obi Wan gets back to the temple, he calls Ahsoka. Well, no, yeah. it's after. It's after that. It's after Anakin oh, gets no, named to totally the council. Right. He's going- Yes, because no, part of the mistake. conversation is Obi-Wan's like Anakin's been named to the yeah. Jedi Council and yeah. Anakin has been asked to spy on the part. Chancellor. Yeah. So it's right around when he's having his last conversation with Anakin as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like it's uh, it's kind, I, to me, it's kind of unclear when Ahsoka visited Padme that morning, when Ahsoka called Ahsoka and when you're so you're missing names today. Wow, oh God, what Ahsoka am I doing today? Yeah, what did you There's only one Ahsoka. Your cat's not involved. <laughs> you're like when <laughs> Obi-Wan visits Padme. When yes. Obi-Wan calls Ahsoka. And when Obi-Wan leaves for Utapau. I would guess I so actually I don't even think this is right, but it would be really sad if he called Ahsoka after he saw Anakin for the last time before yeah. he turns because Ahsoka tells him to talk to Anakin like from her. And clearly he never gets to because it would have it can't happen because of the events of the oh, movie. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. But like I, I that's what I think is uh, he yeah. does that on the ship going to Utapau. Because uh, just to add a little bit more heartbreak, just twist the knife a little bit more because we didn't have enough sadness in these uh, these episodes. The other Revenge of the Sith scene is at the beginning of of the next episode, which I like way better yeah. is just having Ahsoka be in that war council scene. Yeah, I think that that is seamless. Yes. The war council scene that continues. Yeah. And then we see in Revenge of yeah. the Sith. Yeah. I, and I love that. Like, so I made fun of it when we were talking about like the, the Grievous and Anakin have to miss each other by five seconds every time because of Revenge of the Sith. But Ahsoka and Anakin missing each other by five seconds in that meeting. Fantastic. Like evil, but fantastic. <laughs> they were like, we can't mess with uh, what has already been canonically established. <laughs> well, and I've also uh, <laughs> I remember I think seeing in an interview that like Anakin in terms of the new context of like all with Clone Wars having existed alongside Revenge of the Sith in canon, Anakin can't talk to Ahsoka while he's falling to the dark side because she would help him like his isolation from his anyone ass. except Palpatine is what does him in. He, he can't he doesn't feel like he can talk to Obi-Wan. He. uh is obsessing about Padme. So like he's, he's not in his right mind about her. He doesn't have Rex and he doesn't have Ahsoka. And so he's, he's, he's vulnerable. He's weak, but I do. Anakin I, literally can't do shit by himself. No, he should never be left unsupervised. There's all the incorrect quotes about in my defense, I was left unsupervised about Anakin and Ahsoka and Obi-Wan. And that's, that's just it, right? That's that could sum up revenge of the Sith and the clone wars finale. <laughs> No, what's his name? What's his name? Almec, the guy, the guy, yeah. the guy who was running Mandalore with because I remember him being like, like mentioning Anakin. And I was like, yeah. I can't remember if he he said because he said some shit where he was like, oh, like there's you brought the wrong like, one. All had a vision. Yeah. Well, no, he says you brought the wrong one. And so they're talking. They're like, he wanted Obi-Wan. And then he was like, and another. And I was like, oh, because then he because I remember him being like, he had a vision and I was like, did he say Darth Vader in that? But no, he says Skywalker. No, he says Skywalker. Like, Wouldn't that be such a crazy moment if fucking Darth Maul, Darth. Yeah, no, Darth Maul. I was, I thought I said Darth Vader for a second. If, if Maul fucking, um, had a vision of the name. Vader. Yeah. Well, it's like, it is funny. Crazy. I do sexy. like that. But he did. I do like that Maul's plan is not like, OK, I'm not going mani- to I don't have enough time to manipulate Anakin into getting here because we don't have any actual beef. Let me just grab his bro. He'll he'll definitely turn up. He likes to fight. Then He's I can like, kill yeah. him. Like it's Obi-Wan such a, comes, it's such a low effort plan 
And of course it fucks up because like, what is he going to do now? Uh, just uh, what a <laughs> Maul's such a shit villain. He's not he is not good at his job. Well, he's good at like what so he's, he can do the he could do the like criminal underworld stuff. But anytime he gets like galactic about his aspirations, he, he, he fucks it up every time. I would have loved I would have I know that this is like but but Maul and Ventress together would have been such a like sexy duo yeah i mean it's it's, well (laughs) (laughs) they sort of miss each other in the episodes where they could have interacted they could have but uh well there was that one time that they notably (laughs) fought with obi-wan and savage that's true but like yeah but they're what i mean is that they sort of like their goals miss each other. Yeah. Ventress has moved on from the Nice Sisters. Yeah, the yeah, Nice yeah, Sisters yeah. are all dead. There's no, the Dathomir connection isn't there. Ventress is like, but also Ventress is like, so like, no. I don't want to get involved with the Sith. Actually, she wouldn't have worked for guys. his shadow. No, thing. wait, now that you mention it, there are like a few times that they like honestly miss each other by a couple like, of days because there yeah. was that one moment um, in season five when Mala's, you know, he goes to the huts and all of the like lots Rossi and Bo yeah. and a few other people are there. Like she, you, you, Wyatt were like, she could have been there and been like, all right, Maul's here. Fuck y'all. Fuck I'm this. leaving. Yeah. Um, but in son of Dathomir, they go back to Dathomir. <clears throat> and so it's like, yeah. you know, within probably two or three months of each other, Ventress was on Dathomir training Voss and, um, Maul and the rest of the, what are the Mandalorians called yeah. that are that follow him? Death Watch. De- yeah, Not death. Like, uh, no, there was a specific other name for them, right? Besides Death Watch. No. Like the Night I've seen Riders them called Maldalorians, but that's just a dumb fandom name. All right. Well, then Maul and the rest of the. Oh, this, I'm, I'm getting Death Watch buddies. confused with Shadow Collective, but Maul and like the rest of the Shadow Collective had like yeah. a showdown with Dooku and Grievous on Dathomir, which is where Mother Talzin had her final death. Yeah. Um, but that's before what's it's that's before uh, what's, what's now but also yeah. my point being they were also on dathomir around the same time that ventress and Voss were yeah nearly ran into each other guys guys stay tuned. i go on a tangent stay tuned for my dark disciple rewrite where instead of <laughs> Voss, it's fucking ventress and darth when Maul, are you gonna have when are you gonna fucking, have time for this <laughs> And you have so kill. much fix it to write. I've, I've I got the whole damn list. Um, and they actually like in in Revenge of the Sith style, they just fucking kill Dooku immediately, and the rest is just smut. oh yeah. <laughs> Honestly, Sith, I trust that Sith job to that it. team yeah. more than I trust it to Anakin and Obi Wan and Vaughn. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, moving on. But yeah, <laughs> moving so on from so my, uh, my two, brain. Move on to the Order 66 pair. I do want to note immediately upon immediately upon the switch of episodes, it hits with that eerie Blade Runner music, the like synth stuff that like is for the rest of the like you. There's not a huge amount of like the, the classic Clone Wars music at that point. It's like all eerie and freaky, a lot of like piano on its own as well and like that hadn't been done pretty much in star wars at all so i love the tone shift because like this this is part of why it's good to watch after revenge of the sith because as soon as 
like that episode starts, you know what's coming. You just don't know when. Oh, yeah. No, I was sitting there with just like full on anxiety that Friday morning that that episode came out. Yeah, because like they're going, you know, they can't make it to Coruscant. But like it's. It's unclear pretty much even until I did not immediately clock when watching this the first time that the the, like the new briefing would be Order 66 because it's so casual about it. But I also do want to give a shout out to uh, Maul's box, his that that box they put him in. Fucking hilarious. I love that he's looking out of it. I love that they put a muzzle on him. That's like just humiliating the man. He's not even in that box for like a super long time. So it's no. just like they could have just, just not done just, it, but they did they it. They float him along. <laughs> they put him on a ship. They float him off the ship. They put the box, which is already a jail, in a separate jail, oh, which is great. And, and and they make a point to be like, didn't they get rid of those? Didn't they? Yeah. They made a point to be like, didn't Satine get rid of those? And Pocatan was like, hey, yo, Pocatan's like, nah, I kept... <laughs> I got You got to keep one torture chamber one just for, for the last yeah. special occasions. Um. <laughs> well, no, it's wild because I mean, honestly, because I mean, going back to the Jedi Mandalore war, it's so appropriate that it took until Satine's rule for them to. I mean, she was the pacifist one, but yeah, yes, yeah. It took this until Satine's rule for them to destroy all of them, but still, they found it prudent to keep one so that they can still have the technology um, to overpower the Jedi if they need to, just like how in one piece they were uh, keeping trying to (laughs) do the three ancient weapons, but the world government wanted to get the plans for the Pluton. So they captured Nico, Robin and Frankie so that they can have both plans of the Pluton. I got one piece into this episode. I connected it. You're going to have to cut it because you screamed into the mic. Screamed. No, I I didn't scream. I just got up really close. Ah, yes. Um, Um, But yeah, no, they, anyway, there's definitely a, there's that that's one of the cool sort of lore bits sort of hidden behind that and you can see where the mandalorian wariness of the jedi and the republic where they extend this hand of trust to have them help is going to get so like it backfires immediately and none of it's ahsoka's fault and really it's not the clone's fault either speaking of it's not the clone's fault what's your reaction to their conversation yeah their conversation and then the uh the order 66 scene so it's funny to me that you were like, yeah, I didn't even really know because literally Ahsoka, he's like, he's like, hey, you want to come? You want to come listen? And she's like, she's like, no, it's probably just more good news. Point. That's very point. That's See, targeted. The thing you have to know about me is that I'm really fucking stupid. I'm uh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Unless it comes to like, my first time watching Star things, I do not pick up. I do not pick up things on my first time. I'll get them like by the time I watch things a couple times, but that's why I love rewatches. But yeah, that fucked me up. That fucked me up so <laughs> hard. I really love how they really like captured the like frantic energy of trying to like fix Rex. The the yeah. anxiety that I felt during that and like the way that like the music and the participation with the droid uh with the like the medical droids and shit and like um right there was a medical droid that was the, there's a medical that, like, droid there's uh and uh the astromax yeah. well, the yes, r2 types you. i was gonna say what else yeah yeah there's like a whole 
a whole little. So it's well, I don't moment. know if you remember, but this is Ahsoka's personal droid from when she flew in her starfighter in season one. That is the most random ass character to appear in the finale of the show. The and I love it. Like, just like, like, oh, it's R7. <laughs> um, and all of us dorks went, oh, yeah, it's R7. <laughs> oh, yeah. OK. <laughs> but specifically about Ahsoka's conversation with Rex prior to the order, I really like that she brings up the we're not soldiers, we're peacekeepers line. Yeah. To yeah. sort of another He's not there, but it's a little bit of a dunk on Mace Windu, the originator of that line, because Ahsoka's like, yeah, I was a child soldier. And Rex is like, yeah, me too. Basically, like, I like that they <laughs> sort too. of connect on I'm the level 10. of like, well, but the they're both like, who are we going to be after the war at that moment? And the answer is like given to them so violently and then everything they know changes. That's an interesting thing to think about. They don't like Ahsoka and Rex when they leave that planet are going to find out like they don't know anything about the Empire. They don't know anything really about any of the other Jedi. Oh, well, no. Rex tells her that it's uh, it's all of them like they're they're going to kill the Jedi. But like they get off that planet and have to find out all the horrifying news about like everything's done. Well, and the thing, too, is like Ahsoka doesn't know anything like Ahsoka doesn't know. She doesn't know if Obi-Wan's alive. Like no. she doesn't know she knows nothing about the end of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, she doesn't know any. So so to her, everyone she knows is dead. Does she even know yep. Anakin is Darth Vader? No. Yeah. So the Ahsoka, say, the Ahsoka novel, which is set sometime after this, and I believe we're not going to read for the podcast because we do. That's not really what we do. But the. Ahsoka novel, I believe, establishes that around this time, she can't sense Anakin in the force. She can't feel his presence. And that happened after he turned, which we saw her sort of, you know, in some ways witness. So she thinks everyone is dead. It's her and Rex against the world. And that's so that's so sad. And I think that's kind of I mean, I don't know if she could have like foreseen that but but i think that makes her like in a way that makes her like frantic like i need rex makes it even more heartbreaking because like to ahsoka like that is all she has left she literally has no one Um, it's just her big brother and he tries to well and like it's there was this like people didn't know what rex was going to do during order 66 because it wasn't sure what the chip like how it was going to manifest. So I love that there's a bit where he, when he looks at Sidious giving the order and it's like kicking it in his brain, his pupils are going in and out mm-hmm. so that you can see that he's trying to fight he's it. fighting it. And then, yeah. yeah. And he, 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 he does his head it. against the console yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I've always kind That's, of taken to mean that like the order didn't fully lodge slash the inhibitor chip was like a little bit thrown out of whack. He fought it. Yeah. I think he's making yeah, it easier for him right. to fight. I think if I think, well, and he knocks his head against the console after he opens fire because Ahsoka knocks him over. But he does like he waves the other troopers off and he tips her off about fives, which is the like, I still think the most like, <gasps> like I, sh- I audibly shit myself when that happened watching it the first time, because like it. You knew it was going to come up, but seeing it like matter. Because for so long because of the way the series came out 
the the fives arc didn't matter. It was just a sad like, oh, they got so close and it was a tragedy of four fives in general. But like it he saved Rex and Ahsoka like it, it was such a such a good way to pay off that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's sort of why on this rewatch, I liked it a lot better because I've always had this bitterness about those episodes as releasing when they did. And like, oh, we got so close to seeing everything it was going to be. And then now that we have it, like it's it all it all fits. Well, and, and this was and, and like this tracks from the movies as well, like the Cam and say it like I, I would not be surprised if this was kicking around George's brain in the mid in like the the early to mid 2000s in some form so like i'm not shocked that it's a it's ends up being a like it it fucks with their brain rather than just they follow orders but there's debate because there's a lot of hardcore legends fans about people who prefer the chip or who prefer them to just know and i think all the storytelling that they've done with the chip is better it just it it's well it's it's better and worse because it's so horrific it's the 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 fact that Clone Wars spends seven seasons humanizing the clones and then dehumanizes them in two episodes. And well, they, as they like kill a narrative purpose. Yeah. Well, and like, like that sucks. You'll notice that that after Order 66 is declared, everyone wears their helmet. Mm-hmm. No faces are seen except Rex's because at that point they are stormtroopers. Essentially, they are they are completely controlled by the chip following that directive. And we'll see. I will say we'll see in Bad Batch what happens to clones after Order 66. But as far as we know right now, they're they're wiped. They're pretty much gone. They're back they're, to they're base in, programming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we they're see where it they in were when they left Camino. Yes. Which please is, is the Jesse's the funny clone. And yeah. he's like all he does is is cite rules and regulations and, and like and you've committed treason. It's really interesting to think about the deserter in the context of order 66 and think about like what does he do i think if there's one thing like bad batch could really like pop off with it would be like having him appear but i know that's like my wishful thinking i personally have an attachment to this one fucking clone well and i will say just about cut the deserter is that it's pretty clear that order 66 requires a verbal command so like as long as nobody gives it to him he will be just chilling farming because and that and I, I think, think was it's, made it clear. It can't be anybody. I think it's got to be Palpatine. It's got to be the Chancellor. Maybe not. Has uh, There is actually no, a comic. Order 66 later. is blaring through the comm link too. Yes. But also there's a comic where at some point a a it gets it gets manipulated against some older clones in the Imperial era where somebody else says the words execute order 66 and it triggers it. OK, I see, so I see, I see. but like. But Palpatine is one of like, I mean, he's the only one aside from he's the only one we know left that knows knows. the phrase because Dooku's dead. Dooku knew, but Dooku's dead. And uh, so Palpatine, that's why (laughs) there's a joke about him personally calling every clone commander. I think he personally calls Rex and Cody and that everyone else is a recorded message because he has to kill Obi-Wan and he has to kill us. So like those are, he has to isolate Anakin by moving, removing them from the board. Yes. But Yoda and Ahsoka, well, Yoda does kind of like, that's true. Feel the death of the force at like 
I mean, of course, he could have called Yoda himself, but that means that he called that means that he called Cody slash Rex slash sent out the recorded message before he sent it to Yoda, which doesn't quite track in my mind. Well, the the uh, the recorded message or the call does take a little bit to get there to Yoda because we see Gree putting down the hologram to go shoot Yoda after the montage. But honestly, the montage could not be could be slightly out of chronological order. Yes, we also. Yeah. Yes. That's but so I have thoughts on this in the same way that I have yeah. thoughts on Padme's death. So I'm just, you yeah. know, <laughs> I don't need to get into them. I mean, it's so silly what else? To what are the plays? Oh. What? Oh, I was like, what are the plays for? Oh, fine. Never mind. Uh, Andy, what were you saying? I I have this like image of Palpatine being like, okay, now we got to call Cody. Like, yeah. Okay. So time for That is one thing That's I noticed. Silly in Revenge of the Sith that is definitely a product of the clones weren't characterized really at the time. In a perfect world, I think Palpatine should have called Cody by his number, not Does his he name. he call him by his name? He says, Commander Cody, the time has come. Oh, yeah, that's and, silly. Uh, it's, it's one silly, of the times, silly. only times Cody's name is said on screen in the movie, which is fun, but it's one of the reasons why everybody knows his name. But uh, honestly, I, I get the feeling that Palpatine doesn't really give a shit about the clones either way. Like he doesn't he doesn't view he views them as disposable, but he views everybody as disposable. He's not like Krell, where Krell was like, oh, yeah, these guys are super not human. Yeah. Unlike all the rest of us people. But like Palpatine's just like, oh, whatever. These are some dudes. I'm using them to kill some other dudes. I've been doing that my yeah. entire life. Doesn't it suck that Krell was like hella right, though? The re- uh, what's his line? Ass? Uh, the Jedi are going to lose this war and the Republic will be ripped apart from the inside. He's right. Yeah. He's right. Maul's right. <laughs> I hate it. It's actually ruined me as a person, and yep. I'm worse for having seen this. <laughs> <laughs> that was the goal. Uh, <laughs> Calvin, <yep>. we won. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I just. I really. At what I, cost? <laughs> uh, I. I love Ahsoka. I love Rex. I really like. I love them in these episodes. I feel like they. It's 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 shitty because like it's such a shitty situation, but it is like the hardest of times is when like our heroes truly like pull through and not pull through and like, ah, but like. They didn't win, but they survived. They don't give up on each other. And that means so much to me. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, like I love the uh... and, and and I know that like. It must have broken. It must have broken their hearts to have the clones die. You know, I mean, yeah, they, they so took all that time to fucking bury all of them. Well, and two it's a moments. Mark- oh, sorry. Wyatt. Oh, I was just going to take two Ahsoka Rex moments on terms of that never giving up on each other is that when they, I love their their conversation when they're cornered and they're like, OK, what are we doing? And Rex like breaks down. Rex has never lost it at any point during the war, except maybe a little bit in Umbara. And he can't handle it anymore. And Ahsoka being sort of the big sibling in that scenario was really good. And then I love when they like hold each other's hands while she's trying as hard as she can to, to grab the shuttle out of the air. He's just being extra weight, but he's trying to like lit- physically like weigh her down so that they can escape. Uh, it's good shit. Heart been yeah. broke so many times. Uh, it's okay. It's, it's, okay. it's fine. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. It's also just like a marked difference between like Ahsoka and Rex who won't, who's, you know, Ahsoka has that line where she's like, they may die today, but I won't be the one who kills them. Cut to 
the Jedi Temple where Yoda and Obi-Wan are just cutting through clones left and right. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think there's 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 a limit to Jedi compassion that Ahsoka is beyond because Ahsoka is not following their rules anymore. So her compassion is like her her guiding principle at that moment, whereas Obi-Wan and Yoda are very much thinking the big picture. But it yeah. is a it is a even it, it it's a one that even works with the sort of disconnect of oh that was in a movie before they made the clones people but like it does it's intentional i think by the crew to make ahsoka be like i i'm not going to kill the clones rex turn your guns off turn your guns to stun and we're not going we're going to escape but we're not going to kill them i think i think like the like these clone wars episodes are more successful than the movie in really like taking the time to allow the characters to sort of reflect on their and like show their feelings i mean even in the scene with maul where you know with all the glass flying in the scene with with uh i keep wanting to say cody and then i like went to say cody again and i was like no <laughs> in the scene with rex we've uh, all got name sickness <laughs> yeah calvin's contagious <laughs> in the scene with rex like we see it and i think that that's something I wish I I wish existed a little more in Revenge of the Sith. But I understand that, like, it's because Clone Wars is a product of Revenge of the Sith that they're able to do that. Whereas Revenge of the Sith is like, yeah, we need to get all this information out as fast as possible. Yeah. It's um, big, big, like events, big scale stuff in Revenge yeah. of the Sith. And Clone Wars makes that conscious decision, I think, with that knowledge to tell a really tight story. And so keeping the focus only in on like three or four characters, essentially, who are relevant to the story allows exactly what you're saying. But with that said, it's like the I would say Revenge of the Sith was successful in that in when when Obi-Wan watches Anakin burning, I would say, like, even though it's not necessarily reflection in the way that, you know, Clone Wars is doing it. I definitely think that that is like that's very poignant in the same way that like these moments are very poignant and then and then and then even further want to make it even worse they're probably happening at about the same time yeah yeah and um (laughs) and then we get anakin you know or or darth vader like looking at ahsoka's lightsaber one two like i don't know if she left both of them she Um, leaves at least one yeah we only see her drop one so and now, like, oh, they're all dead. And I think the the really cool thing about dark dis- that that dark disciple sort of gave us is an insight to kind of what it is like to be Sith. Yeah. Even though we don't really get inside Voss, like we don't get Voss's perspective when he has kind of gone to the dark side. But the thing is, is like they they don't you don't become a completely different person. And I think that that's no. kind of what I was thinking is like. You go to the dark side and everything about yourself changes. And that's not true. Going to the dark it's, side. It's giving into your worst impulses and your worst feelings. Yeah. And what I notice also is that the pervasive, like you are convinced you're right and everyone mm-hmm. else is wrong and everyone else is trying to be is, is against you. And your willingness on the dark side, you're just willing to do anything to make sure that you win. You're, you're right. Like Anakin thinks he knows the best way to save his wife, run the galaxy, win the war. And when he goes to the dark side, he lets himself do whatever it takes to try to do those things. And the trap is, is that 
it he's wrong and everything yeah. when he's on the dark side everything he does is destructive and he kills his wife he can't run the galaxy because he he like he 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 doesn't even get he gets one sentence into a coup attempt before losing a fight to his best friend and he like it, 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 he loses everything yeah um but it's interesting like thinking about that and then seeing that that final scene with him looking on the graves of the clones and i i it's just interesting to think like does anakin love the st- the stormtroopers like how he loved the clones mm, probably no. not so i can't imagine that he's looking at the the graves of the clones feeling super sad but i definitely no. imagine he's feeling something looking at ahsoka's lightsaber if anything he's sad that rex died in some yeah. way but like i don't think well and also i think at this point a lot of the clones are new he didn't have the same relationships with all of them and he mostly had it with rex ahsoka this establishes was friends with like a lot of the clones anakin was busy a lot i think where he didn't interact with the rank and file as much and like the big, especially in the Umbara arc, where he would have like gotten to know all the relevant clones, he wasn't in it. Yeah, no, it's it's just a just a tour de force for the end of the series. Crazy. Anything crazy, else to say? Crazy. I mean, like we kind of touched on this earlier, but the jumping from ship to ship oh, yes. was again all very the- cool. All of the intense like combat in the last episode is so stressful. Um, Ahsoka gets shot twice. Um, Rex gets shot at least once in the chest. Like, I love that they <laughs> I love that they they take damage. Like, that's how they overwhelm the Jedi. And you can't fight all of the clones at once. You're going to lose. Ahsoka and Rex lose. They escape. They if the if the ship doesn't crash, they would have been killed by the clones. So I guess thanks, Maul, you big fucking dickhead. What an asshole move stealing their she shit. Did, but but what, like I mean, Ahsoka was a successful. Fucking loser. Yeah. What a loser. Yeah. Stop. He, I kinda love it was they Ahsoka's do all the work. He just is like, do, 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 do. Let me chaos. let me yoink that. And he did. Yoink. Yeah. He's so funny. Yeah. Maybe if Ahsoka was nicer to him, he would have let them crash. <laughs> yeah. I these these episodes were great. These episodes were phenomenal. I I feel like this was a really good wrap up to like even though Revenge of the Sith is like te- like technically like a prequel wrap up kind of this because we've been following along with Clone yeah. Wars for so long like this yep. was such a good way to end it all on oh, not yeah. a high note but on a like definitive sort of because we've been talking about Clone Wars's way less than definitive series finales for a while, ever yeah. since season five. I know, but this is this is it. This is yeah. the finale, except then there's Bad Batch. But you know, it's but like this different. is <laughs> well, and Bad Batch will I will say feels different in terms of the story that they're telling. This is it on this yeah. this story, this long weird anthology story that Clone Wars has been telling. It, it's slammed shut right here. It's really hard. It's really hard to be like, okay, like. You next topic. No more. No yeah, more. well, I will say that, like, it's good that Bad Batch exists because, like, for you and the podcast specifically, because moving straight on next to, like, adventures in the next era, I think would be hard. 
But Bad yeah. Batch is specifically going to answer the question, what happened to the clones, just the clones, on the last day of the Clone Wars? And I think that'll be satisfactory, hopefully. Maybe yeah, just no, more I'm, sad. <laughs> ever since the series has been on and I watched it, I have been waiting for us to get to this point for you to be able to watch it because it's like clone focus. So I know, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited, excited for next. Yeah. For next episode. Yes. Next episode on First Steps, a Star Wars podcast. We start the Bad Batch season one, episodes one. There's no other season, but season one, <laughs> episodes one through four. Aftermath, cut and run, replacements, and cornered. Cut like the deserter. That's a phrase. Cut and run, yeah. Just you know, cut your losses and run. Run away. I know, but I'm just saying, maybe, maybe I can dream. Haters, never dream. We see how (laughs) that ends. Never dream with Star Wars. (laughs) (sighs) Anywho, I'm gonna go cry. Actually, thanks for listening to the podcast. Ryan, now just sad all the time. (laughs) All right, yeah. Until next time, may the force be with you. Swag. Thank you guys for listening to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast. You can find us on Facebook at First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, on Twitter at First Steps SW, and on Instagram at First Steps Star Wars. You can stream us on any of the major podcast handles, and you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thanks a lot.